I, I always love using the saying like, if you sit in shit for too long, you'll forget you're sitting in shit. Yeah. And you'll get used to the smell and you'll get used to the way it feels and the way it looks. And you're like, oh, I've been here for so long. Like, this isn't poop. This is chocolate. <laughs> I can't even smell it. It's kind of like a house. Like, you ever yeah. been to somebody's house and it's like, bruh. You don't smell that? <laughs> your house stinks. Or they got yeah. animals and it's like, your house smells like your animals. It's everywhere. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Corey Marcus. And I'm your host, Felicia Marcus. And you are now tuned in to another episode of Pineapples and Palm Trees Podcast. Still need to work on that music. I know. I'll forever love the claps, though, because I feel like it gives the listeners enjoyment. They want to clap along with it. Like, hell yeah, we're about to get started in this episode. About to get pumped up. About to get some knowledge. About to go along with them. Just not with it. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, So last episode, we were talking about environment and how it can shape you, break you, and make you. How do you feel uh, the environment you've been in have helped you become or not helped you become the person you are today so what i was saying whenever we like kind of tiptoed on that the last episode um being from tulsa like i don't know it's very uh, i don't know how i would describe it um very homey if that makes sense like it's very like everybody knows everybody type of thing to a degree, like it's a big city, but it's a very small city at the same time. So a, a co a coworker when we first moved back to Tulsa, sorry, he explained it to me as uh, Oklahoma kind of cradles you and makes you feel safe. Yes, and you forget about time, and by the yes. time that you realize, like Oklahoma's not doing shit and ain't got <laughs> shit, you're like, oh, it's, it's been five late. years. Yeah, what the hell? Uh, but go ahead. That's very true, though. Like that you say that that helps me to explain it a little more because Oklahoma is very comfortable Mm -hmm. and you don't really grow when you're comfortable and you don't really get better when you're comfortable because you're comfortable and you don't really see the need to be anything different. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've obviously lived in different states and got to experience different environments. And I would definitely say like, I, I love people from Oklahoma just because they're like genuinely really good people down to earth. They love everybody type people, yeah. but they never want to be better than what they are mm. because they don't have to. They Oklahoma's have to. a very cheap place to live. Yeah. Um, you never really, if you, to me, if you struggle in Oklahoma, yikes. Oof. Um, Super yikes. Yeah. Because we've obviously lived places where like, the, the struggle is actually real. And so <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, to put it frank, like we went from paying like 700 month in rent to now we pay damn near three stacks. Exactly. A month. Yeah. Like, and it's not like we're just living in some mansion. That's like the cost of living everywhere where we're at. And yeah. so being comfortable doesn't really make you go places. If that makes sense. Like yeah. you, you don't get to see what you're made of if you're comfortable. Yeah. And so I'm thankful that, you know, you, you drug me out of Oklahoma years back so that I was able to realize like being comfortable was not going to get me anywhere because it, it got me where I was at. And, and I was for the happy. record, I didn't drive, uh, drive you out or I said drag. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't drag you out. I simply made a statement of, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And you're like, I'll do it too. Yeah. And I was like, but I wouldn't have done it had it not been for you. Mm. Like, cause I was comfortable. Okay. I was perfectly fine being sense. comfortable. I was content. Yeah. I the thought a, of a being routine. Yeah. The thought me. of being uncomfortable was like, why would I do that to myself? Yeah. But now that I've been put in several uncomfortable positions, like it has helped me grow into who I am and be who I am and be as successful as I am, I would say, because I was forced to kind of adapt mm. and change with that environment. So I don't know. I definitely like the people in Oklahoma, but I don't like how everybody's comfortable. Yeah. And cause it, to me, there's a lot of complacency and your environment will change you before you change your environment. A hundred percent. Your environment will change you before you change your environment. 
And that's, that's the hard reality is because so many people. So I work in mental health, behavioral health. Uh, so that whenever I first started working in it, I couldn't grasp the fact of people coming to get help, but they didn't want it. I couldn't grasp that to save my life. But I, as over time now, people want you to help them, but not help themselves. Mm -hmm. You're the expert. Help me. But I'm not going to change anything I'm doing. And I think that's how a lot, I'll say a lot of environments, but that's how Oklahoma was, is we need help here, but we're not going to do anything to to help ourselves. 100%. And so it, it became a battle of, well, everything else is going on for these other people, but not us. And so it, your environment will change you before you change your environment. You could be this happy-go-lucky person and you get into an environment of people comfortable, like you say, and you want to grow and you're like, hey, what's the next step? How can we move up? And you're like, ain't none of that around here. Yeah, no. We've been in these positions for years. I mean, it's very, like, even in my job, like I was just talking about it because um, there was no room for growth in my job mm. in, in Oklahoma. Like, granted, there was obviously more locations and things, but there was no room for growth unless somebody died or quit. Literally. Or, yeah, literally died. And or, by then, like, there's somebody already in the company that's been there for exactly 10 years that they're, they're like, hey, you're going to have this spot after I'm gone, but I'm not getting out of the spot until 100%. I absolutely am dead. Yeah. And like whenever I signed on <laughs> to my job, they asked me straight off the bat, like, are you relocatable? And at the time, like I didn't ask you or anything. I was like, absolutely. Definitely. Because I wanted to be able to grow within the company and they made it clear, like, you know, kind of where, where, where the market was in Oklahoma, it was already s like settled. Yeah. And so there's like, in my job, I'm considered OM. So if I'm, I'm going to use that word really fast. Um, there's an OM. There. What does OM mean for it's the people who don't know what that means? <laughs> so an OM is operations manager. Mm. Um, so literally the job, you, your job is to make sure the place operates. Hey. Um, so there's an operations manager that is very much like ready to be a restaurant leader, yeah. um, which is the next step up from an operations manager but there was no openings like they he was literally waiting for somebody to get fired or quit or die like and those, usually those are the only options. yeah those are the only three options and it's like why would you put yourself in a position to rely on somebody else to quit get fired die yeah. to be able to move up and, uh, and so i was like you know of course i'm relocatable like i want to go anywhere like and first i was like you know i'll go to california which the market's already growing in california but they're like rapidly growing in california where oklahoma is yeah. not rapidly growing and so whenever the opportunity came up for me to take on the position i am now in a brand new market that hasn't even started i was like absolutely because the growth in that brand new market is substantial because none of those positions are there yet yeah. and so for instance, I was like the first person hired for my position in the state that we're in that has n zero of these positions. Zero. Literally zero. Like I was the first one. And so one, it gets your name out there yeah. because hello, everybody's looking at you like you, this is your like, don't let us down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't let us down. Don't let me down. Yeah. And then two, like there's room for growth. Like in my company, there's restaurant leader, there's area leader, there's uh, yeah. regional vice president. There's so many things, area leader of recruiting, marketing, you name it. And all those have now opened up. Yes. And they're actively filling these jobs even a year out to locations that they know are going to happen in a year. They're actively looking for those people. It's crazy. And it's like, why put yourself in a position to wait for somebody to die yeah. or quit or get fired? Like that's awful. But like, that's what this operations man I'm talking about. Like, that's literally what happened. Like he had to wait until unfortunately somebody got fired. And so yeah. now he's probably going to be able to move into that role. And it's like, you've waited now how long and been, I would say complacent. Like yeah. that's to me, that's more uncomfortable than being comfortable. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to be that comfortable where I'm just like, oh, well, you know, there's no. That's how I felt growth. whenever uh, we lived in Colorado. 
in especially like in my area area of work is once you get to a certain point you could chill there because you're not doing physical work you're not breaking your back you're not you're not hurting yourself there's no injury unless you slip and fall down the stairs and even then like i can work from home yeah so that's what i noticed when we lived in colorado is while i was moving up the positions that i wanted and the positions that i was learning for going to school for and doing things those people weren't moving and those people were people who had started the company so they've been there 25 30 35 years you're literally in for them to retire yeah, and, die. and, and <laughs> yeah and they're only not between the ages fired. of 50 and 70 and at that rate like they can do it for another 20 years i remember you coming home actually and having that conversation with me because you're like yeah, I, I'm kind of like the furthest I can go right now yeah. because everybody's very comfortable. They're not going anywhere. And so like there wasn't room for growth for you. Yeah. And with and my I, mind, like once something's tapped out or I know it, I need I need to go on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I need to move it on up because I need more. Yeah. And when we lived in Colorado, I just did phlebotomy, which, you know, I'm grateful for because I actually got to like teach it. Yeah. And I actually got sent huge opportunities. Yeah. From that. So I did get good opportunities, but it wasn't something like that wasn't like my go to forever. Like, yeah, it brings me joy and stuff, but it doesn't like bring me as much joy as like my current job does. Yeah. Because that's the same thing every day. Yes, it's the same people. It's the same. Yeah, you'll see new things. Like, yeah, I got to watch somebody die in front of me and like I'm not saying that's a good thing, but like yeah, the experience, it's, like it's an experience. Yeah, it's an experience. Like I've watched them massage somebody's heart to keep them alive. Like, yeah, I got to see all those things. But it's the same thing every day. Yeah. Like somebody's dying, somebody's sick. The reason I'm drawing their blood is not for good reasons. It sounds very mentally draining. It was. It, it's not It's not a good environment. No, because it was always like. <laughs> it's not a good environment. While it was exciting, like especially like in the ER, which because that's always like, oh, there's so much going on. Yeah. It's exciting. But at the same time, like you said, like it's mentally draining because like all you're watching is sick people all the time yeah. go through things. And then it makes you scared, like <laughs> not going to lie, all the freaking car wrecks that i've seen in in colorado is just like do i really want to get behind the wheel of a car no like jesus there's people dying every day or coming in mangled and deformed because of car wrecks and it's like it makes you scared to like live almost and that's your reality because that's that's your environment that's what you're doing every day that's what you're seeing every day that's granted like that's not the only thing happening in the world like there's just not pile up and pile up of cars everywhere but you get to see the ones who do come in yeah and, and they were more often than not exactly like and way like, more often because i went to a level was, one trauma so it was yeah. it was intense all the intense things got brought there like life flights i mean you name it it yeah. was some crazy stuff that i saw like, like five wrecks in a five wrecks in a city doesn't sound like a lot but if you're the one working those five wrecks each lot. day, sheesh, meesh, I can imagine that's taxing. Yeah. But like in the job I'm in now, it's different every day. Like, yes, it's the same job every day, Yeah, but it's always something different. Like, yeah, we do the same thing. We cook the same food, that type of thing. But like, yeah. it's always something different. I'm always hiring new people. I'm always meeting new people. You're um, at a different level. Yeah, I'm definitely... I'm getting, and now like that they have me traveling, like I'm getting to see so many different areas and like, it's a lot of learning, like a lot of learning that I wouldn't expect to have, I guess, in the position I'm in. I wouldn't expect there to be like as many growth opportunities or as many like learning opportunities that I've been handed. For sure. It's like being in Boston for those three months like that was man it taught me everything not to do when we get situated where we're situated and it's just like i'm thankful because i wouldn't have got that opportunity had it not been for them like shipping me up there hey they need help like that type of thing and now you know the actions to take 100 if something of that nature arises you know what it looks like you know what it feels like and see it before it happens yeah and you have the tools to redirect it yeah before it gets out of control. Shoo. Your environment, folks. If you're if you're planting shit in your garden, 
you're going to grow shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we were just listening to that guy. If you're planting shit in your mind, if you're listening to negative people in your mind, if people are always telling if you try this, tell your friends, family, I look good. See how many of them say, oh, you conceited. Oh, the highly thinking of your high self, ugh, thinking highly of yourself much. It's like, yeah, like who, who else is going to think of you better than you think of you? And if you don't think you're the best, that tells other people not to think of you as the best. It's kind of like back to also something we mentioned in the previous episode was like about addiction. Like people don't realize that you have to change your environment if you want to get out of it, out of addiction, because you can't, what my mom used to always say, like you have to change your playground and your playmates Mm -hmm. because like, if you're continuously going to the same playground with the same playmates, you're going to fall back into the same habits. Same habits. And so like, if you're wanting to get out of those habits, you have to move on from those people. Oof. And because they're just going to continuously bring you down, which, yeah, that's, because and that's when you mainly, go to a new area, those people that you were playing with on that old playground, there's people that's doing mm-hmm. the same thing on this new one. Yeah. On an, are you going to feel that's my comfort area? So that's what I'm going to lead back into. Or it's, I moved here for a different reason. I got to grow my mind. I got to grow my career. I got to grow my family. I can't be doing that no more. And people think being uncomfortable is like a bad thing. And it's really not. But And I was, I'll definitely say I was one of those people that when people discuss like, oh, you need to be uncomfortable to grow and things like that. I was like, mm, that does not sound appealing. Yeah. But it's more than what it, it actually is. So like, much more being uncomfortable doesn't mean that it just means like you're still comfortable yeah but you're not like comfortable with where you're at like you want more and you want to be more and you want to do better and you want to have better things new yeah and so it's not like when we say uncomfortable it's not like we're literally like oh god this is dreadful that type of thing yeah Yeah, it's it's like uh you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable yeah and it's kind of uh like if you never drove a stick shift and you're used to automatics and somebody's like, here's a stick shift. Uh, you have to drive it or else this tsunami is going to wipe you away. And if you figure it out and if you drive it, you know, a mile down the road, you're safe. And it's like, I've never drove one. Well, are you going to try? Are you going to drown? Yeah. And that tsunami. So it's. And a lot of people choose to drown. A lot of people choose to drown. They're like, or they'd they're, be like, I'll get out and try to chase and try yeah, to run. There's no way I can do it. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to start the car to see. I'm not even going to ask nobody for help. I'm not going to no. ask you, hey, how do I do this? A, a lot of people also don't like asking for help. So okay. I think that's programmed back into the independent thing of I can do this on my own that America preaches of self-made, self-made millionaire. Do it by yourself. Do it. That don't, that don't work. Yeah, no. The only people out playing sports by themselves is nobody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a coach. Everybody has a teammate. Everybody has somebody they talk to, a mentor, what have you. Nobody's doing it by themselves. And if they are, hey, word up. Yeah. Congratulations. Honestly, if you think about it, like there's literally nobody that can. Because if you think like, for instance, everybody talks about Kylie Jenner, for instance, like the self-made millionaire. Oh, yeah. Which, granted, she's done well for herself because, yeah, she had Shout a little leg up. Get an ad spot, by the way, since we're talking about you. <laughs> like, she had a leg up, obviously, <laughs> coming from a family. But at the same time, like, she's not doing that on her own. Like, no. she has people that run her business. She has people that work for her. Like, everybody has somebody working for them. Nobody's Always. doing it on their own. Yeah. Because if you're doing it on your own, it's tiring. Yeah. It's so tiring. And it could burn you out because, and you don't want to outsource because you feel like, you you might mess this up because I'm not doing it. That's my problem. And if I don't do it, it, it it's not right. Mm-hmm. No matter how right you do it, it's not right because I didn't I didn't physically touch it, and that's bad. So that's a big area of opportunity for me in work mm-hmm. is, and that's something I get coached on nearly every single shift, is because I'm the type of person that. I don't like trusting that people are going to do their job. Yeah. And so I'm like, let me just do it because I know it'll get done. And in my position, I now have to outsource to mm-hmm. like the people who are under me because one, I'm now have people under me. Yeah. And so like, Lots. yeah. And so it's a big growth opportunity for me because 
I struggle greatly with that. And because I'm just the type of person, like I back to the independent thing, like I know I'll get it done and I know it'll be right. Yep. And so my biggest thing is when somebody (laughs) does something wrong, they're like, well, okay, well you teach them how to do it right. And it's like, great. But if I would have just done it, it wouldn't have been wrong. And we can compare it to the, the greatest athletes of all time. They're not out there passing the ball to themselves. They're not out there shaking and jiving every single body by themselves. They're not out there getting every single rebound because if they were, they wouldn't have five people out there. They wouldn't have nine people out there. They wouldn't have teammates. So even with like tennis, you have a coach, you have to go and hit the ball to somebody else. You ain't hitting the ball to yourself unless you're playing wall ball or, or, uh, I think it's racquetball, but I don't know. But either, even, even if like, and like uh, we use a term like at work a lot when it comes to like a basketball team, like whenever the team isn't doing good, you don't ever see the coach jump into the game. Yeah, That's not right? his job. Shoot. His job is to coach you back into the game and to coach you how to win that game. Yeah. But you'll never see him suit up and jump in because that's not his job. Yeah. And that's somewhere that I struggle with because I'm in that position of where now I'm the coach mm. and I have like these players and that's their job. Yep. But I'm the type of person like I'd rather put on that jersey and go do it. <laughs> but I'm having to learn not to. Like I'm yeah. having to learn to let these people fail if that's what's going to happen. You have to fail. And then we, we'll teach them not to do it right the next time. Yeah. But that is something I struggle greatly with because I don't like being like, oh, sorry, I have to take the blame for that person that yeah. screwed up. I don't like that at all. The best, the best reference I can give is uh, like baseball. The pitcher ain't up there throwing and then running to put gear on. And hopefully he's back there behind the plate to catch the ball before it gets there. And then if it, if the person hits it, he's not running out there to, to try to get it. You have to trust that your team plays their position. And that's another thing. Play your position in a relationship, on a team, at work, what have you play your position. If you're, what's a a good reference? If you're a point guard, you're not the center. You, you, you gotta let the center be the center and the center has to let you be the point guard. Are you going to help each other out? Of course. But are you going to play their position? No, you have to play your position and you can't play every position. Nobody wants that. And don't try to play the position that you're not in yet. Because you're trying to get there because that's a big thing that like, Tell them. like for instance, at work right now, there's somebody that we work with that's trying to play a position that he is. It's not for you yet. Like while we understand that's what you want, I'm trying to coach and the coach is right there. Uh, 1000%. That's exactly what's happening. It's like, and it makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, yo, like I see you overstepping right. and I know better. It's like, Hey, I'm trying to pass you the ball and you still got a suit on. Yeah. You're playing today. Yeah. And it's definitely like, what, what's going on? (laughs) How do you not see this? And so it's very, it's just crazy to know that there are people out there that I guess don't see the difference or don't see that. Like you have to play your position first to let people know also. And that's another thing is like people get brought in typically like, if you come from a higher position at one company, they'll lower you down a position to start with our company. And it's because they want to make sure that you can do that lower position before they trust you with that higher position. Because there's a lot of people who come from those higher positions that can't do the lower ones. And in my company, you have to be able to do all aspects. That's interesting that you say that. Yeah. Because I do feel, I do feel that there are people out there that they don't know how to play the game, but they damn sure can coach it. 100%. 100%. They damn sure know how to win. They know how to put together a team. Yeah. But if you try to get them to do the job that you're doing, not you necessarily, but yeah. get the job you're doing, they don't have a fucking clue 100%. as to what's going on. It's like, you help me do this and you don't know how to do it. Yeah. But so, like, basically, like, for instance, like, a, if you come from being like a general manager at a company, they move you down to an assistant but we have different terminologies. And so it's like, because if you can't do that assistance role in their eyes, you can't do that general manager's role. That's interesting. And so like, I've met several people that they're like, Oh, I, 
I used to, and it's always their famous words are, oh, yeah. oh, I know what I'm doing. I've done this before. And it's like, great, but you're failing miserably. You haven't done it here. Yeah. And it's different everywhere. And they don't realize that. And it's like, if you can't do my job, how are you going to do the next level's job? Yeah. Because you can't even coach this person on how to do my job if you don't know how to do it. Yep. And I have worked with both people that didn't know how to do my job mm. and people that do know how to do my job. And so it's very interesting to see because some people can get through to higher positions in life by using words, yeah. intimidation, yeah. what have you, but they don't actually know what they're doing. They just yep. know how to talk their way through it. And yep. it eventually slaps them in the face because you're eventually going to get like caught up in that situation. Like there's going to be times where so you have to prove it. And there's a lot of people it. out there that do a lot of bad things. I don't say bad things, but a lot of unethical things, but they know how to talk. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what you're saying sounds really great. However, you peel back that layer of gold you got and that's poop. Yep. So you're serving gold, gold plated poop. <laughs> yeah, I'm the type of person where like I know how to do the job, but I don't know how to talk the job. Like yeah. I struggle greatly with quote unquote politics and work. And it's because I'm very straightforward. I'm very blunt and to the point and you can't be that way. Do you think your environment made you that way? Mm, probably, yeah, just because I Yeah. Cause where we came from was kind of I wouldn't say rough, but like rough. Yeah. Um, you know, when where the area of town we grew up in, because we obviously grew up on the same exact side of town, like about a mile apart. Um, lots of drive-bys. Like there was a lot of like gang-related activity when we were younger. Yeah. And so it just made you, like you had to be kind of like hard, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. because everybody else, you couldn't be soft. Soft wasn't going to yeah. get you nowhere. Uh, and then also I think a lot of the my personal environment, like my mom is very blunt to the point like she's very outspoken she yeah. doesn't hold her tongue hardly at all and so like i picked up that characteristic and i also like i feel like my childhood made me become very rough mm -hmm. if that makes sense i don't know the words yeah, I would like, use. it's like even now like we live in a great neighborhood gotta lock the door behind me when i come in yeah i think about that too and it doesn't matter like we could live in the privacy of hidden hills i gotta lock that door when i come in yeah just because the environment i grew up in you never know who who might be plotting on you 100 who might be wanting to kick your door in and take what you got yep. and so yeah it's you gotta you gotta get in different environments to realize like some of the things you grew up with being normal that ain't normal yeah, I think it has a lot to do with like nature versus nurture, also. Oh, like, you think? Well, yeah, because like that nature is your environment. Yeah, and so like you can be raised one way, but like your environment's going to play yeah, a role. Your environment's going to change you. Yeah, your you environment's going to play a role in how you who you become and things of that nature. No matter how nurtured you are, you can't leave one environment and go to another environment and do the same thing. Yeah, no, it doesn't because then you're like. Well, I moved and the same thing happened. Well, you, you have the same behavior. <laughs> Mindset. That's something I want to talk about. Mindset. Because everybody says you have to have the mindset. You have to train your mind. You have to. Mindset, 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 mindset. But nobody says the steps to get your mindset there. <laughs> I'm like, you know? oh. You, <laughs> yeah, you, you have wrong. to have the mindset of. What I'm doing, it's like an a entrepreneur or somebody starting a business. It's brand new, but you have to have the mindset of it's going to work. Mm. Even if it doesn't work now, even if it doesn't work next year, it's going to work. Yeah, everything takes time. And a lot of people fell on the mindset. And so much goes into it because there's so much in the world that shapes your brain. And so many relationships that people want to keep ties with that is poisoning them. Mm -hmm. So many people that want to hold on to family, friends, the boyfriend, girlfriend, but it's poisoning them. I would definitely say like, I, 
I can relate to that because before, like whenever we were talking about leaving Oklahoma the first time and all that, I was very hesitant because I was that way. Like, oh, I need my family. Oh, I need my, I I needed everybody. I felt like I needed them to be able to survive. And I was very comfortable being comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I was content with that. And now like looking back, I wouldn't have been where I'm at if I would have stayed in that situation. And so, but I didn't realize that's. Sorry about that. I don't know what that was. Um, I didn't realize that I was in like a bad place. If that makes sense. I didn't realize that I was not really going, I wouldn't say not really going anywhere because I would have been successful. Yes. But like, it's just not the environment. Like one, I don't want to raise my kids in that environment. Yeah. I don't want my kids to be, cause I mean, as you can see our oldest, he's very, he wants to live in Oklahoma forever. Yeah. But I think that has a lot to do with my mom. So I don't oh, know if, if my mom moved, he'd probably be okay with it. But at the same time, he thinks Oklahoma is just yeah. <laughs> the end all be all. And like, But that's where family is. Yeah. That's where love is. And as a child, you don't, that's what you want. You want to love, you want you, but when you get an adult, I'll, I'll use me for an example. Like I, my family is not very close. They don't do very much of together. Um, and when they do like, there's nothing positive that ever goes on mm-hmm. since I was born. <laughs> so. I can attest. To that. <laughs> so living in that and being in that and growing in that, I always love using the saying, like, if you sit in shit for too long, you'll forget you're sitting in shit. Yeah. And you'll get used to the smell and you'll get used to the way it feels and the way it looks. And you're like, oh, I've been here for so long. Like, this isn't poop. This is chocolate. <laughs> I can't even smell it. It's kind of like a house. Like, you ever yeah. been to somebody's house and it's like, bruh. You don't smell that? <laughs> your house stinks. Or they got yeah. animals and it's like, your house smells like your animals. It's everywhere. When I was in college, we actually had to do a whole paper over that. <sighs> and it was because like we had to, oh man, I wish I would remember like the terminology we used, but it was basically that, like how your your body adapts to uh-huh. what it's around. Like for instance, my I did mine over an onion mm. and it was like, so when you first cut the onion you can smell it strongly all through the house. Then we had to like do like a time lapse of like, when did we stop smelling it type thing? And when did it become like normal or like a regular smell that we were like used to? And like, I think about like hoarders, like if you ever watch the show hoarders, how do you, you know, know you smell it. Yeah. But like to them, they don't because it becomes that's their every day. And so like, they no longer can smell it. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, it's unusual, but it's very. And you have to, you have to realize every single thing in this world, every single thing was once in somebody's imagination. Every single thing. Nothing was put here before people. Nothing was made. There wasn't just buildings everywhere. There wasn't cars. There wasn't any of that. Somebody thought of it. And then had to think of how to make it. And so like when you tell people like you have to have the mindset of you can do, you can literally, literally do anything and create anything you want as long as you think about it Mm -hmm. and then do it. But people are so stifled about, I can't do that. Well, you thought about it. You're already halfway there. You might as well just go ahead and, and continue it. And if you don't, it just stays in your mind. And I hear uh, there's something that goes around on the IG that's like, whenever you're dying, do you want all your hopes and dreams standing around you, talking to you, telling you we we were here the whole time and you thought about us, but you never did anything with us? Yeah. Oh, that's so scary to not even try. <sighs> and now I say like, um, the only way to like, I want to say the only way to to fail is to never try or something. Yeah, two ways. Two ways that you can ever fail. One is you don't start. Yep. Let's use working out example. If you never start working out, you'll never feel how you want to feel. You never get to the shape you want to get into. Unless you go buy that surgery. Yeah, and even then, like 
you got to work out because that it's not going to last. Yeah. You know, you, you can nip, nip and tuck, but if you're still eating the same, if you're still doing the same things and taking the same shit, you're going to have shit grow. So it's, you got to, you got to make your mind up of, Jesus, my Atlanta. Sorry, we're giving y'all a bunch of background noises this episode. Uh, but you got to make your mind up of, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to achieve it. And only you can get distracted. Oh, that's what we're saying. Two things you can fail by. One, never start. If you never start working out, you're never going to achieve the results that you want to get. Two, you start and then you stop. You start working out and then you stop. You're never going to get the results you want to get because you stop. So that's the only way that you can fail or not achieve anything that you want in life is if you never try or never start. And if you start and then you stop. Yep. Other than that, it's fair game. Yeah. Cause I could have easily, like I <laughs> think about it. I almost walked away from like the company that I'm with. I, uh, I remember that vividly. <laughs> yeah. Almost right at about a year ago. And to see how much has changed in that year is crazy. Yeah. Like, I, sometimes I feel like I need to hold my eyeballs and it's like, what in the world? I remember it. You were, I remember you were so upset by everything that was going on. Because it wasn't were, what I quote unquote signed up for. Yeah. Because definitely I was painted a very beautiful picture yeah. whenever I signed that up. And when you got there, like, like I said, it wasn't what you expected. Yeah. Or wasn't what, no, wasn't what was I told be. it was going to be. And all that. And so like I either had the option to stick it out and fight for what I wanted. Yeah. Or I could have gave up and walked away and I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And that's crazy to me. Because yeah. Because it literally took me when I stuck my neck out on my for myself. I pushed and pushed and pushed for the opportunity that I was uh, thankfully given. Yeah. And honestly, it's wild because now that I've talked to like uppers who were interviewing for these positions and things to know how many people like wanted it mm -hmm. genuinely across. Cause like the market's opening. So they always go and ask people that are already working for the company. Hey, yeah. would you want to relocate? Blah, 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 blah. And it was put out on like, we have like a company, it's like an Instagram app, but it's just for our company. Yeah. And so um, they put it out on there and I actually responded on there. And then I told nice. my uppers, like, hey, just a heads up. I responded on this thing about the, what is that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I believe that was the ice maker. Oh, my God. That scared um, me. Um, <laughs> the, when I told them, and so whenever they contacted me for the opportunity, they wanted, they asked, like, hey, have you let this person know? I was like, I have let all the way up to the regional vice president <laughs> of my area know, like, everybody knows and they're like wow like you're really like i think that stood out to them yeah because they were like you know you made it clear and what your intentions are and then when i went into the interviewing process because when i was originally going to be relocated it was at a lower position than i actually am yeah and so when i started the interview process and they started talking to me and they were like you know what are your dreams and what are your goals for the next five years and blah blah blah, blah. and of course they always want to make sure that they're not paying you to move to crap out on them yeah and i was like one it's a guaranteed job and when we were in covid still at the time when we when i got hired for my position it was still very much like uh covid was still very active and oh yeah they weren't sure like i think we were in the midst of it yeah like, i'm pretty sure we were at, at this point it's all big blur because <laughs> it's been going on so long yeah. but um so i actually ended up not only getting to relocate but i actually took a promotion in the relocation Dang. And it's because like I fought for it and I made my goals and dreams and desires clear. And I also put in the work to show them that that's what I wanted. Oh, like I was doing the job that I'm doing now before I had to, mm. which I know I said a minute ago, like don't like overstep, but I wasn't overstepping because mm. the person that was in my position had stepped down. Yeah. And so like, we didn't have that. So I was filling that role. You were stepping up. Yeah. I was stepping up when it was allowed of course i wasn't yeah i mean not even that that not even that but like there was something that needed to get done and instead of waiting for it to be filled you were letting it know like i can fill this role until it needs to be done but 
just know this is not the role I'm staying in because this is the role I'm going to move. move yeah, hundred percent. And that's exactly what happened. And so whenever I was being interviewed, they, you know, asked like, what of this position do you know? And so I just started naming everything. And so they literally said, well, do you just need to go to training? And I was like, I'm so if that's a requirement, I, that's what I, that's what I said. I said, if that's it what in. it takes. Yeah. <laughs> and so of course they talked to everybody they need to talk to and they were like, all right, well, you know, it's just 11 days is all you need. And so it got me the opportunity I got, but it wasn't handed to me. Yeah. It wasn't like they just saw me and they're like, oh, this, she looks good for this position. Right. No, I fought for my position. Or you didn't just ask for it and they're like, oh, there you go. Exactly. Sure. No, because like the we people. take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Now that I've like worked alongside these people, that they mean business. Like they're, it's not, they don't just hire anybody. It's different levels. Yeah. Different levels. And I think that's like, not only in work, in life, if you want to level up, man, you got to give something up. Yeah. You can't be doing, you can't do the same thing if you want to move to a different level yeah. and you can't, you just can't. And, uh, something we talked about your company you do now is like you do team stuff with yeah. your team. A lot. It's new. <laughs> Very new. And, but as an entrepreneur in mind and seeing other people who have businesses and following other people who have businesses, you have to cultivate that team environment and cultivate that growth together or else at work, it's an individual game and you're like, Oh, I hope you're doing your job. I hope you're doing your job. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my job. What are you doing? And so it's not a, as much of a guessing game. Um, and you kind of get to tell like who, who you can rely on versus who's just there to work. Yeah. And I would definitely say like, even like, cause we're obviously now down here, like working in the new market and stuff. And it's crazy to already see that there are people who are just here to work. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you one? how'd you get this position? Like you must've been a good talker. You and talk good. <laughs> yeah. And then there's people who perform and you're like, wow, like you're on the same level as me. Great. Like we, but it's not, it's also like with the team building realizing that like i'm not competing with you yeah like while i am i'm not because i know what i'm gonna get to and great if you feel the same way great but i i'm not going to like compete with you to get there yeah. i'm going to do what i need to do because i know that there's multiples of opportunities and we all have the chance like but we need to work together to be successful where we are right now yeah and a lot of people can't see that like it's not a competition and so I just, you got to get in that environment. Yeah. You got to get in the environment that you want to be in. Yeah. If you have a, so something that's come up, like I like talking about the future because you have to, you have to see where you're going in order to take the steps where you're going and where you may not know where you're headed. You may not know where you're headed, but you know where you're going. Yeah. And so if you don't know where you're going, you're just, you're going in hopes of, I hopes this works out. Yeah. I, I hope I land where I'm at. But if you know this is where I want to be from this moment, you can start taking those steps to get to that point. And then once you reach that point, you can start analyzing of, okay, where do I want to go next? What do I want to do next? And then map out the steps to get to that process. And I think that's like what we've been butting heads on recently because I I see clear as day where we're going. And I'm trying to map out the steps with you. And it's kind of overwhelming because as humans, like we we talk about you gotta live in the now, you gotta enjoy your moments, you never know when you're gonna die, you never know when a car crash, you never know when plane, what it may have you. Yeah. Natural disaster. But at the same time, if none of those things happen, you can't be walking on hopes and dreams of, I hope I get to where I want to go, but I really didn't have a plan. So wherever I end up, hopefully it's as good as what I want. Yeah. And it's crazy because like at work, obviously, like whenever I was being interviewed for my position, they asked me like, where do you see yourself in five years? And like, we have a position in our company called the like a managing partner. Mm -hmm. And like, that's like, 
I wouldn't say top, top, but like you, it's hard to get in. Like you have to be invited into the managing partner group and it's literally, yeah, it's a candidacy program. And yeah. so like they actually just announced the candidates for 2023 wow. managing partners for next year. And like you That's have an entire cool. year to prove that you're capable of performing. And if you're not like you don't succeed, you don't become managing partner. And so like I told them like my goal in five years is to be an MP. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a managing partner. And so like, I know, obviously I have mapped out the steps and stuff to do that, but it's, it's kind of different because like, it's, um, I wouldn't, I don't really know how to say it, but like, just throw some words out there. Yeah. We'll put it together. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we know I know, words. yeah, I know that <laughs> I know what I want in the future, but I don't know. Like, where I'm going to live because it can all change. Like, yeah, yeah. So to me, like, I don't want to like map out, Oh, I'm going to live in this place and have this type of house and drive this type of car. Yeah. And it's like, that's a, those are goals. Well, yes. But like with my position, like they could ship me to another new market because I'm so great at doing this market and that type of thing. So like that part of like mapping out that aspect kind of scares me because it's like, everything is forever changing. But that house, you still want that house. You know yeah, what you know what that house looks like. Yeah. You know what that like house that feels I, like. That I do. Like I do know like what car I want to drive and what exactly. house I want to have. But like where will those things take place? I don't know. But that that's not a matter of uh destin that's a matter of destination. And life's not a destination, it's a journey. And that's just True. a that's a, that's just man, I just blew myself away. I about fell out the, <laughs> right? I about fell out the chair. Like, oh wait. Um, yeah, it's not a destination. Is a journey and whether wherever that ends up, you you're still looking for the goal. Yeah. And um another sports reference, so say soccer. Don't matter where they are in the world playing soccer, but they know where the goal is. Yeah. So it's it's finding the goal and no matter how many ups, downs, rounds, and turns, you're going after the goal. And I think that's like, we were talking about it today and how we balance each other because I'm, I'm, I'm super out there. I like to dance. I like to sing. I like to do weird things. Not that way. Yeah, no. I, I have, have alcohol in my system. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a super far vision. I can see where everything goes. You not so much. I'm very in the now. You're more detailed and know how to put together the house. I don't really think about this stuff. Yeah. You know things to put together to make a certain dish. I'm like, I could do the same thing with way less. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a balance that we have and but it's needed. It's needed. I need you to bring me back in the now. You I, I feel you like force me to see the future. Yeah. So <laughs> I wouldn't say force me, but like tell me like, hey, you definitely need to focus on these things. Yeah. And like it, it can become, we butt heads a lot about it because while you see the enjoyment now, I see the enjoyment in five years where you see, you don't know where we're going in five years. I see we're wasting time right now. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's definitely helpful to be with somebody that I don't want to say opposite because we're not. We're pretty opposite. But, it, but sometimes it does suck because we're so opposite that like we don't always enjoy the same things. Yeah. But we found things that we enjoy. Obviously, together. yeah. And again, it takes time. It takes an environment. It takes doing those things. You can't just pray with no work. And you can't work with no pray. Yeah. And a lot of people are out there praying and not doing anything about it. They're like, God, please give me the million. And they wake up doing the same broke shit. Yeah, 100%. Or there's people out there that are working their fucking fingers to the bone 80 hours a week. They ain't praying for nothing better. They ain't asking for nothing better. They're not seeking anything better either. Yeah, I think that's... I talk about money. Yeah. The next one is money. That's a good one because a lot yeah. of people, it's crazy because like a lot of people who start with my company initially start with a pay cut because we have like bonus programs. And mm -hmm. so 
in the long run, like you do make more money, but it's the growth opportunity in the company yeah. that a lot of companies don't offer. So yeah, this company over here will pay you more, but you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, you're going right. to be stuck where you can come over here, take a slightly bit of a pickup, but the growth opportunity to get more money is substantially larger. Mm -hmm. And so we're so we're told so much. It's not all about money. I don't need to worry about money. I don't need to be rich. I, you need to be rich. Damn it. This day and age, yeah. You need to be. We're going to talk about the next episode. You need to be rich. You need to be worried about the money. You need to be worried about your finances. Yeah, period. Point blank. I say people can tell you all day that money don't buy happiness. But I think anybody you ask that yeah. don't have money, they'll tell you that money will solve every problem that they every have. Every problem you got. Every problem you got. And of course, it'll bring you more problems. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to solve most of them. Too. And that's where the mindset thing comes back in. You have to get your mind right before you get the money. Yeah. Because if your mind ain't right and you get the money, you're back broke. Yep. Because you're just doing dumb habits again. You're spending instead of investing. Mm -hmm. And then when you talk about investing, it's like, oh, but that's not going to give me my money back. But this is going to give me pleasure. So, yeah, but you're going to have to buy that pleasure again. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to buy that pleasure again. And what's paying for that pleasure? Nothing. Yep. So money, money, worry about it. Look at it calculate it see where it's going see where it's coming in from talk about it worry about it because you can't have a house without money can't eat without money can't drive without money there are pretty there are a lot there are tons of happy broke people tons tons not doing nothing with their life except for loving each other and all that and that's what matters on your deathbed great however what are you leaving to them kids Yep. what are they going to have to start from scratch like you did? Are your grandkids going to have to start from scratch like you did? Are your great grandkids? I'll tell you this. We're working and doing things to make sure people that come after us that will never meet us will thank us. Mm -hmm. And it takes more than working 80 hours a week. For sure. <laughs> so Get your mind right. Get your money right. Get in an environment that's going to help you grow. Don't be afraid to change your environment either. Don't be afraid to change the people you're around. Don't get in a new environment hanging around the same people. Yep, because it's just going to bring you back to the same place. <sighs> Love yourself. Grow yourself. Know yourself. This has been another episode of Pineapples and Palm Trees. I'm your host, Corey Marcus. And I'm your host, Felicia Marcus. Until next time. Bye.